And we are live on another edition of All In on High School Sports. Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As we always start off, um, talk about sports, right? NFL <laughs> draft in the books. NHL playoffs getting going yesterday. NBA playoffs rolling. No Knicks, but of course, no, no Nets. Nets. <laughs> um, MLB baseball, Yankees hot, Mets hot. So in this area, big baseball. And yes, um... You know who I'm going to, Mr. Don, Dr. John Taylor. Another week of Russ is our quarterback. Um, but tonight we're going to talk some high school sports. What do we got rolling tonight? Uh, tonight we are going to welcome the um, coach Frank Mealy and his assistant coach Firenzo of Bergen Tech Softball, who's off to a hot start to start the season. And then we'll also be joined by Lindsay Lafferman, who is the girls' Wait, direct- the undefeated. Well, I, I wasn't going to give it away until I We're going to give them, it away. Thanks for the under, ruining. The undefeated yep, Bergen yep, Tech. Exactly. was going to get that in their intro, but thank you for stealing my thunder. There you go. So I was going to do it, and they were on the screen so they could enjoy the accolades. Oh, let's tell them um, again. So, uh, and we'll also be joined by Lindsay Lafferman of Jersey Thunder, the Jersey Thunder Club Lacrosse team, um, and the Lax on Summer program. So we'll be talking a little softball and a little girls' lax tonight. Let's get going. All right. We have our guests in the waiting room, so I am going to admit them right now. Okay. And we'll make sure we are all situated. Looks like we are ready to go. By the way, Dr. John saying Kurt isn't taking the golf star chart as serious as my eight-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hi, coaches. Can you guys hear us? Yes. Hey, coach. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, it looks like um, Coach Mealy is still connecting to audio there. I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> if he can hear us or not. I'm not sure either. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if he... Well, well, it looks like you're texting him there, Coach. So you know what? I will uh, introduce you guys while we are getting getting situated. Thanks so much for reaching out to him. So we are joined tonight by um, Coach Frank Mealy and his assistant, Coach Lauren Fiorenzo. Coach, am I saying your last name correctly? Yes. All right. Uh, that was very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank, I don't usually do that well, so thank you. Um, Coach Mealy has amassed over 100 wins with Bergen Tech since the 2014 season. This season, they are off to an impressive 15-0 and start. Uh, they're still alive in the Bergen County Tournament, where they are seated fifth and will take on Glen Rock this Saturday. Um, and as I said, he is joined by his assistant coach, Fiorenzo. So um, I'm not sure what we want to do with uh, with Coach down there. I'm going to try calling him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we're working on working on coach um, again. It's very successful the past couple years, but yeah. even this year now, to another level. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and uh, again, it'll be one of the questions we ask them. But uh, the respect that they're getting as a fifth seed, well, as, you, a fi- as a five, as a fifth seed. Why don't you talk a little bit to the powerhouses that are in Bergen County for so? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's you know, again. Uh, I've coached in North Jersey softball. We always talk about the football and we always mm-hmm. talk about, but I am going to say and be a little, I guess, prejudiced with this where that Bergen County softball tournament um, is one of, if not the best in New Jersey. 
You know, you're talking IHAs, you're talking Ramapos, you're talking, you know, the old Tapans. Uh, and, and that's just like we're saying this year. I mean, IC has been a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. You know, you had the mm -hmm. Mawas, um, Park Ridge in the past, they're back now. And, you know, to be a fifth seed, to get that respect as a seed, as a fifth seed from the committee, right. uh, it just shows that, you know, this team is for real and a, a legit, you know, contender to win this whole thing. So... Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, in doing our research for tonight, as you said before, um, you know, they've had back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back good seasons, right? Um, and I believe that, uh, you know, Coach took over in 2014. And, um, you know, obviously we said back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back. You got a, a COVID year in there as well that that's missing. But, um, you know, in 2019, they upset IHA mm -hmm. in, in the county tournament, the top seed at the time. So... Um, not sure. Again, looks like start coach with is coach? still sure. You know what? Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that, Coach? Are you, you okay if we start with you a little bit? Sure. sure. Hopefully, he figures it out. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if there's Kenny Kirkpatrick is saying good evening, all in families. Kenny's saying hello from Maryland. Uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, uh, Kenny Kirkpatrick. Should I? I'm not sure if Coach is. Uh, if I should hide his camera there. That's fine. We'll work around okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Coach, I'm going to start with you. So you guys are undefeated this year. So I was wondering a little bit, like we said, you know, you guys are building off some other good seasons as well. But you know, you guys game after game after game you've won some close ones I mean you're outscoring teams by a lot and the same token what's it been like getting off to that great start like game after game do you see like an increase in confidence in the girls do you also feel like you guys now every opponent you see have a little bit of a target on your back like what's that been like for you guys I definitely think as the season goes on you see their confidence building um it was really big for them this year to be able to go to Florida and come together as a team. We didn't have that last year, unfortunately. So you could tell there's, we like, if you compare our seasons last year, we we're off to a rough start. So just coming out, winning one, two, three games was enough for the girls to come together. Uh, they're still fairly young. We do have some seniors, but for the most part, it's a core sophomore and junior group. Um, but it's, they know there's a target on their back, but when they step on the field, it doesn't get in their heads, which I think is a good, really important that we keep reminding them. Uh, of course, as we continue to win, their teams are going to want to beat us. We have teams now are coming back around in our league game. So we're seeing, we were supposed to play Clifton this week, the rain delay. So we'll see them Friday. And being an athlete myself, I know that if I were in their position, I'd want to come out strong and hard. So as long as our girls just know they that target is there, but don't they don't let it get in their head, I think they'll be okay. You know, it's funny. I wanted to ask you that question because I feel like having been a former coach myself and you know, you you you're in a program and you have uh you know, you see you have different types of seasons, right? I remember having one team in particular that did like start off undefeated like you guys and I just remember like they almost stepped on the field with like a little bit of a swagger at one point, you know, but like in a in not in a uh, cocky way, but in like mm -hmm. this confidence and it was so it was actually like a really nice thing to see them like step on that confidently, you know. So I was just curious how that'd been for you guys. So thank you. 
Coach, I'll, you know, I'll go to you, and if, and again, you can speak as an assistant. But again, you're there. You you know, you've been with the program, um, so you'd be able to speak about it. Uh, again, last couple of years, very successful. Can you just talk about the the Bergen Tech softball program? Um, you know, overall, just give a quick little you know overview of the program. Of course, Frank um, would definitely be able to speak on this more, considering this is only my third year with the program. Second year, actually having a season. But from what I've seen, be, being a player that played them, Bergen Tech was always somebody that people just wrote off. They just assume that for them, it's not sports, a sports-focused school. And I was surprised coming in myself, you know, they, tur how the, they turned the program around and I think that's credit to the coaches and of course the players that have entered the school, but they they're a team that's going to make you earn the points that put that you put up on the board if given that opportunity they're going to put you through the ring they're not going to let you have that game just because you think you deserve it so i think this year especially we've proven that that they're just as tough as any other team that in bergen county yeah and you know what and, and again I, i'd love if coaching come on you know just like I was uh, talking to Jen, the history of the Bergen County tournament, there's so many powerhouses there. And for you guys to get, you know, seated fifth, I mean, I just show, I think that shows so much respect from these mm -hmm. other teams to give you guys a five seed, you know, like, and, you know, I mean, just, and again, it's another question I'll ask later, but, you know, you mentioned like college basketball tournament, you look and you're like, okay, you know, they have a good record, but they're a seven seed, they're an eight seed, you know, you guys to get that fifth seed, like what did it, does it mean to you as a coaching staff? And I'm saying the girls overall, like for you guys to get that respect from the others to be a fifth seed in a Bergen County tournament. Really quick, I just want to let you know, I think he's waiting in the waiting room. Okay. okay. I'll put him back in. If he comes on. Okay. I had put him back in the waiting room just to see if there was a, I was trying to get in touch with him. There oh, he is. There, there he is. Go. Awesome. <laughs> oh, if you want to direct that to him, you can. I will. <laughs> Hi, Coach. How you doing? That oh, looks like it's still connecting to the audio. Oh, we're good. <laughs> okay. There he is. All right. Hi, Coach. How are you? Hi. Good. How's everybody? Good, good, good. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> no problem. All right. I'll let you uh, re-ask that question. Maybe. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I get, uh, actually, you want me to go back to the first one for Coach? Whatever All right, Coach. I'll go, go first. Uh, and again, Coach uh, Florenzo did a great job of answering, but obviously, I want to get your opinion, too. Um, if you could just talk a little bit about the Bergen Tech softball program and especially the last couple years and even more this year, why so successful? Uh, well, we, we have a solid nucleus of girls. Um, I've been there 12 years, three as an assistant, and uh, we've had a winning record every year except one. Uh, but what it is is uh, I think a lot of people – see Bergen Tech more as an academic school. And with the success we've had in softball seven, eight years ago, uh, opened the door for people to know that they can come here, get a great education and play quality softball. And it's a very hard school to get in academically. So we're lucky with what we get, but the girls we get are committed. And um, more and more girls are applying now because they, they know they can come here and, and we have a very good program. And we do it pretty much year-round. We do summer, we do fall, we do winter training. 
and uh, we were lucky with with the girls we get and uh, you know hopefully more girls will want to come here and play softball can I go one more to coach a uh, coach and yes. one more you know I was talking again before and you know I don't know. I don't want to say it's equivalent to it, but it makes you think of like college basketball, right? With Gonzaga, right? Good season, good season, good season. And people were still like, okay, but they're not seated high. You know, now you guys get the respect. You're 15 and 0. And I think the most, the, the respect, and, and I, we were talking about Jen with Bergen County softball is so competitive. And for you guys to get a five seed, the respect I think that you guys earn from everybody out, the committee, you know, what does it mean for you to get that five seed in the Bergen County tournament? I'll tell you, it means a lot because um, I'll go back real quick. Um, a couple of years ago, we had a couple really good players, uh, 100 hits, 100 RBIs. But because of our schedule, we played us and Fairlawn. The leagues were in a role with, say, county teams. So we weren't playing a lot of Burn County teams. So our players weren't getting any recognition. Um, Gianna Baez, Tara Spenley, girls that had 100 hits, 100 RBIs, couldn't even make third team all county because all the coaches like, we'll never start and play. So what I started doing was my AD gave me the freedom. Like we get our set schedule with our um, league and our cross crossover division games. And then he lets me book the rest of the games. So I started reaching out to the better programs and trying to book as many independent games as possible, like with the Mawas and the Ramses and schools like that. And we've been competitive with them. And plus they like to play us for the PowerPoints because we're a four, but then we started getting the respect that these teams are like, um, know that we're a competitive team that we're not just, you know, playing the, you know, weaker teams that we, we can compete with these teams to get ever get over the hump to be, you know, an IHA or an Indian Hills or a old Japan Ramapo. I don't know if we'll ever do that, but the fact that, you know, we're at that next tier and that we finally get the respect that, um, we get ranked that high, like, um, uh, 2019, we were having a really good year and we thought it would be like a 10 or a 12 and we were ranked 17th. And so we played the 16th seed and our girls, I mean, they came out like they were in a cage. I mean, they couldn't wait to play because they, they, they were angry and we came out and we, we beat the 16 pretty good. And then we went on and we, we beat the one. Um, and then we, we lost four, two in the quarterfinals to a really good old Japan team, but we had our chances. We had bases loaded two times with nobody out, couldn't get the big hit and they outplayed us and, I believe they won the tournament that year. They were a great team. But with that, with that we're starting to get the respect. A couple of years ago, uh, we had a player, Gianna Sarlo, who sophomore year made third team all-county, junior year made second, no, junior, second team all-county, and then junior and senior made first team all-county, finally. And she's playing at Boston College now. But she really kind of opened the door. And when teams see that we have these kind of players, the Casey Calabrese's, the Iasia Christmases, and players like that in 17, 18, and 19, they really started rolling the ball, and they're not playing. We had a really good team in 2020, and I feel so bad for those girls that didn't get to play because of COVID. Um, But then we bounced back last year, and it was hard because, you know, we couldn't go to Florida. We Mm -hmm. hadn't played in a year. You know, we really didn't know what we had. Our freshman class had never played. 
Uh, we came, we had a bunch, a couple of sophomores that wound up playing last year and contributing that are juniors now. And we won 19 games last year, went 19 and 10. Um, we had one senior graduate and then we had another player not return this year, but uh, we had um, other players just got better and stepped up and we got to go to Florida and we were there at the same time with Ramsey and Indian Hills and Paramus and Ramapo and we were all playing each other and these coaches are coming up and going, you know, you guys are going to be all right. You guys are going to be all right. And we, you know, we have, it's preseason so you don't know if they're playing the starters or, or if we were, or they, you know, we just down there to get in shape, not down there to win. We just, you know, but we did want to be competitive and I think we have been. And, um, you know, those teams are just so good. And even to be, you know, mentioned, I mean, it's an honor because I mean, and the, the coaches, they're, they're, they're the best. Brian Hay, Darren White, Chris Caserta, Joe Light, all these guys. I mean, these guys will have three, four, five hundred wins. Yep. And then they treat a guy like me like I'm one of them and I'm not. And, <laughs> and, 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 but they're the best people and they give you tips and they give you encouragement. And, you know, the, you know, the, it, it's just it's an honor. And then I have an assistant coach who was a great player at Paramus who played for Brian Hay. And she brings a lot of that fire and that, you know, things that like the public schools have that, you know, because they come from a feeder program or whatever, our girls, they go to four different schools. A lot of them don't even know each other until they, they meet for softball. And then they, they bond and bond more and become, you know, really good uh, friends and, and teammates. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, like pre-Lauren, it was more like, well, it's Bergen Tech, it's educational, and we really hope to be competitive. But now adding Lauren and, and that fire, and they see, you know, this girl. I mean, she was, she was the fierce competitor. I, co you know, I coached against her when I was assistant. My daughter played against her, and her her other sister Tori. You know, and everyone knows that they call him Tori and Lori. Uh, <laughs> she hates that, but. Uh, you know, it just brings a lot. And, and, and like, when, you know, we're down in Florida and, we, you know, we see, we see Brian and we play Paramus and we're playing all these teams. And, and it really, you know, it convinces our girls, you know, like, we're almost there. Maybe we're there. You know, we can play with these teams. And, you know, this is the best of the best, those teams, you know, and IHA, but IHA doesn't really go to Florida. But all the other teams, the Indian Hills, Ramapo, Ramsey, Paramus, you know, they're, they're, that's the cream of the crop, Old Japan. I mean, you got some great programs, and they have a tradition, and they're just every year they're good. And that's what we're trying to do. I mean, you know, we don't have a feeder program, we don't recruit. I could tell you a lot of girls that are at other schools that applied didn't get in. Um, you know, so we get what we get, but the more girls that apply, the better chance we have of getting some of them that are players. And, uh, you know, when we're deep, we have, you know, we had 55 girls try out. We have a J, you know, JV team, freshman team. And those are dying in a lot of other schools. So they I just don't have enough players. That. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Cool. And this year we actually, and, you know, in the past, your better players were all moving up playing JV or bar. But this year we have, like, pitchers at every level. You know, our freshman team is good. Our freshman coach, Crystal, does a great job. Mama Z. Uh, Coach Dana with the JV, you know, and they finally have pitchers like you know, last, you know, you know, the JV might have took the freshman pitcher one year. So the freshman team is throwing an outfielder just trying to get her to throw strikes or whatever. But this year, 
we got a nice balance. We got like about six catchers in the program. And, uh, you know, we're doing all right, you know, and uh, we're really excited. I mean, we're having, you know, a good season. Um, and the best is, you know, yet to come. And that'll be the true measure of if, if we've made those strides or not, is how we do going forward, because now every game pretty much counts. Uh, real quick, I mean, from more than the others. From Anthony Madaloni, former Ramapo football player, <laughs> said, shout out to Bergen Tech. My girlfriend, my girlfriend is an alum. Good luck to the Bergen Tech Knights. Very nice. Thanks for oh, Thank you. <laughs> Coach, um, you mentioned, you know, a lot of having like a good nucleus of players as leading to your success. So I was wondering if you could take a moment and highlight um, some of the players on your team. As a side note, Kurt and I personally know one of your players. When I reached out to you, I want to give, we want to give a little shout out to Olivia Gilmore, who is one of your players who does some, we call her an intern, I guess, you know, she's doing her senior um, what do they call it there? There's, I don't want to call it internship. Internship, yeah. yes. So uh, she does a phenomenal job for phenomenal. us. We are so thankful and lucky to have her. So um, we just wanted to give her a quick shout out. But if you could highlight some of the players on your team, that would be great. Uh, yeah, I, and I don't want to leave anyone out because I'll tell you one thing. Um, not a, only has every girl like contributed, but has bought into the whole team concept and the, and the program. Uh, starting with Olivia, for example. Um, last year we had a girl, Emily, who was our catcher. And, you know, you would think, okay, well, we're going into the senior year, she'll be our catcher. But, you know, we told them all from day one, everyone is going to get a chance. No one is going to be able to say they didn't have a chance to compete for a job. And Olivia worked her tail off last summer and playing the Ravens and doing all the offseason. And we went into spring training. You know, we're like impressed with both of them. We're like, you know, you know, who's going to win the job? And basically, it's become a platoon. They catch every other game, and sometimes they win one game. They actually caught every other inning, and um, and they're both doing a great job. And you know, it's and I, I wish I had one of them next year instead of two of them this year. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they've done really a phenomenal job, and and. They pull for each other, you know, when the one's DH and then the other one's catch, you know, whatever, however nice. it works out. They'll warm up the pitcher. They'll warm up, you know, if we have to warm up a relief pitcher or something. Um, we'll start in the circle. Riley Sobel uh, from Ramsey. Um, she's a junior. Uh, she would have been our number two as a freshman. Uh, she was our number one her sophomore year. She made second team all county. She's a really good pitcher. She probably had, and working with Lauren, I think I, Lauren calls a great game. Is Lauren even still on here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> but, but Lauren's very tough with her and, and, and gets her to a fire going in her. And when Riley steps in the circle, she's all business. She's got nice, nice, she's got the full variety of pitches. I, you know, we talked that she had to pick up four to five miles an hour on her fastball and all her other pitches. She's an intense competitor. Um, She's three strikeouts shy of 300 for a career in two years. Um, I think she's given up three runs this year, four runs um, all year. Um, and she's a great hitter. She's as clutch a hitter as any hitter I've coached in the 10 years I've been there. Um, she just always has good at bat. I mean, she goes up there with a plan. She studies the other pitcher the whole game. She And she's 
an absolute genius, uh, you know, at the academy. She's one of the smartest people in the audit me. And she absorbs everything like this. She'll watch. I was born, wasn't there during the summer. I was pulling pitches one game. And I would tell her six, seven, and eight's coming up. And it would be like I was talking to Dr. Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> She's going back in her mind the entire sequence of every kid she pitched to the last time around through the batting order. What she threw them, what they fouled off what she got in the chase and and she's she's just so smart i mean she's gonna probably run nasa or something when she's all <laughs> done. but she on the mound she's phenomenal and, and and hitting it's the same thing she goes up there with a plan she's she she has a good idea what the pitcher's gonna throw she looks for her pitch she drives in a ton of runs and and she's that's cleanup so our top three hitters and i'll go to the top of the order Nina Sarlow, every at bat, as I walk past, I go, Nina, I'll see you third. And, <laughs> and Nina goes, okay, coach. And every game, and what started with her sister, Gianna, who batted lead off for four years for me, we use a numbers signal for plays. And I had a very good friend, Lenny Hatton, who was an FBI agent from Mitchell Park who died on 9-11. And every game I pay tribute to him. With the first play of the game is 9-11. Um, and Hank Teal is, was, is one of the renowned umpires in Burton County. He's uh, from Richfield Park. He was a quarterback. If Hank is the best umpire in Burton County, if he, wanted to be, if he wanted to coach, he would have been one of the best baseball or softball coaches in Burton County. But Hank grew up, played football with Lenny. And, and Hank gets whenever I see him. When Hank does one of our games, I do the 9-11, he looks at me. And he knows. And it's not something I make a big deal about, but that, that, that's how we start every game. And Nina came in with a lot of pressure. You know, she's Gianna's sister. And I said, you don't have to be Gianna. You just have to be Nina. And she has been. And she always, she's even keel, brilliant kid, has her own business. She has her own clothing company that she started. She's 16 years old. And it's a real company. She has like a warehouse in China or something. <laughs> it's a phenomenal kid. It's true. It took her a year just getting started. And um, she gets us going. And, and she's a great base runner, clutch hitter. Then we go to our number two hit. And she plays the hell out of shortstop. And, you know, she could probably be a center fielder or play anywhere. She, she came in to pitch. She, she, like, was throwing gas. She would let her pitch one game. Never took a lesson in her life. She was always the best pitcher in Little Ferry, whatever her age group was. Never wanted to pitch. She, but she could play anywhere. And she's, she's a, I always tell her, two out, second, third, and one ball hit to you. Our third baseman, Trinity, I call her the human highlight film. She always, she's dirty, she's diving, she's bouncing off the fences, she's stealing bases, she's colliding with people. She's just exciting to watch. She does all the little things. She plays third base. She could be a, a, an outstanding catcher. She, maybe she's our center fielder of the future. I don't know. Uh, but she just happens. And then she's another BCA kid, high IQ. I've seen kids try to learn to slap and bat lefty. And, you know, it's something that takes years and years. Uh, in a very short amount of time, she's become uh, serviceable at it. And she can bunt, she can slap lefty. And with her speed, that extra couple of steps, it, it's turned a couple of games around. Um, and she, and she, you look at her, she, she, and a little muscle from last year, but she powers up. She, she can hit the long ball, and she's a great third baseman. Uh, between her and Riley, they're, they're so hard to bunt on, and, and that's key. 
Uh, our three hitter is uh, Ashley O'Hagan. She's about six hits shy of 100 for career. She said some of the longest home runs I've ever seen. There's a um, tree hanging over the left field fence in Ramsey. Last year we were playing there. And they go, oh, we're going over the ground rules. And what about the tree? They go, well, you know, it's it's like a wall, but no one's ever hit it. Two innings late, Ashley hits through the trees. <laughs> it's on the other side of the fence. And they're going ground rule double, ground rule double. I'm like, how's that a ground rule double? If the tree wasn't there, the ball would still be going. <laughs> but after about 10 minutes, they ruled it a home run. Then she had another one that came. And she, she, she hit one in North Arlington. Uh, it dented a car that... So people parked at the back of the parking lot so they wouldn't get hit. Man, she hit it. Uh, she's got tremendous power, um, and she's a clutch hitter, and she loves to play. I've known her since she was a little kid. She's from my town. Her twin brother and my son are our best friends, our families. I coached her father in baseball 30-something years ago. Um, and, she, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I should say it, but, you know, they were considering, you know, playing at it, moving and maybe playing at Indian Hills or Ramapo or whatever. And they both got into Bergen Tech. But I wanted her to know that we had this kind of program. So one summer I was short a girl when she was in seventh grade. And I called her up and I'm like, can you come play? And she did. And she saw the talent we had. And it, I don't know if it made a difference on her decision to come to Bergen Tech or not. But she was also played club played first base, third base, catcher. And I said, you know, what a good athlete, you know, maybe she could play the outfield. Everybody's like, you're crazy. And long story, man, I hit her a million fly balls, gap. I always hit gap to gap on her. You know, I hit one to left center, one to right center. I never try not to hit her right at her. And she just runs everything down. And uh, I was at Teal's one day and her club coach came over to me and he said, what made you think Ashley could play center? And I said, just had a feeling. She's such a good athlete. I've seen her play basketball. I've seen her play soccer. You know, I've seen her play softball. So why can't you? You can play power forward if you can play, you know, striker in soccer. She goes snag some five balls and she become, she's an outstanding defensive center fielder. Um, am I going on too long? No, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. Here. Yeah. One of our things, we like to highlight the players, so please continue. Okay. <laughs> Coach Horn's going to back me on this one. Uh, then this, this girl, Kalina Figal, uh, last year, she was uh, played, you know, a little here and there, you know, did okay. She would hit some missiles and would always just say, if she could just play, do that consistently, she'd be a star. But this year, from day one, I mean, she worked so hard over the winter and she came in and from day one just opened eyes and she just she's got this swing that the ball jumps off her bat like a like a guided missile and in a couple of close games she's hit some big home runs to to get us going she was up for player of the week last year she's hitting over legitimately hitting over 500 because we we're really tough with the um with the book, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, hits, errors, and stuff. And she's sitting legit, driving and runs, and and she's a, a solid outfield. She's a very good right field. She's got a gun for an arm, and great player. I can't wait. I mean, she's got, got her for another year or two. I went over my two catches, so Olivia and Emily, they're both doing a great job, both getting big hits. Emily's got... Uh, 
Olivia's gotten some huge bunts down, um, gotten some big hits, and they both played really well defensively behind the plate. Uh, our left fielder is Sammy Lee. She was a sophomore. She played was on the freshman team last year. We brought up a little bit to run and play some outfield, and then she goes, well, I'll try to make some of the summer games. I think she made every game, <laughs> and every game in the fall, and then did teals in the winter. And I cannot say enough about teals if that's a plug or whatever. Maybe we'll get a good deal from Garrett next year on the team. But um, And she just won the left field job. And she's she's doing a good job. She plays solid defensively. We, we've played really well defensively, uh, which is good. You know, we, usually Riley gets about 8, 10, 12 strikeouts a game. So we got to, you know, it's you got to be on your toes because you, you might go in anywhere they don't hit a ball. Uh, so, but our defense has played well, and Sammy's done a good job in left. She's had some big hits, and uh, our first baseman, uh, Sydney Waxler, she's sophomore year. She played. She's a good, good first baseman, and we hit for her a lot. And this year, she's she's hitting really well. So we we have a nice problem with the two catchers. That gives us like ten starters. So what we do is we've been rotating the flex and the DP and nobody seemed to complain yet about it. So they're all working at it. And Sid's been hitting the ball real good lately. Even if she has a bad at bat, she puts the ball in play. Uh, but she gets some big hits, some line drives, and she's a, an above average. She's a, a solid, very good defensive first baseman. Um, let's see, I did that whole outfield. I did the infield except second base where we have Gianna Strapone, a sophomore from Saddlebrook. Uh, she's our number two pitcher. She's an outstanding defensive second baseman. She's made some plays. Where there was one game uh, that the other team had bases loaded, no outs, and she meant backhand in the hole, got the out at first. They scored a run. That was the only run they got that inning. And she don't make that play. Two run scores. Maybe it's second and third, big inning. But you know, she, you know, she did real, real well uh, defensively and offensively. She's coming around. She had a good year offensively last year. This year, she didn't get off to a great start, but the swing's starting to come. Uh, she's gotten some some key hits, um, some real clutch bunts down too, and she's a good base runner. And when called upon, we honestly really thought we'd have more of a split on on the pitching. But like I said, Riley, the jump she made from last year to this year, I mean, she's moved from – it used to be like there were going to be pitchers one and one A. Now it's one and two. I mean, she she just moved up to elite status, which you know, for, for Gianna, it's it must be tough. But when we need her, she's ready to go. And you know, we have a lot of games coming up, bunched up. So hopefully, maybe she'll get a little more opportunity to pitch. But she's definitely a, le- a legit pitcher, and she works hard. And you know, that's pretty much our, our ten girls. Um, and we have, we have, you know, we're, we're deep in the outfield. We have uh, Julia, Julianne, and Shauna. Um, when, when called upon, they do a good job, you know. And it's tough, uh, you know, with the season we're having, you know, to find playing time for everybody. And Gianna Smith is our backup first baseman. And then we brought up uh, Sarah Manella from freshman to run and help out here and there. But I was, you know, personal experience. My high school team was so good. Uh, eight guys played in college. Three got drafted. That I didn't play much. 
because the team was just so good. If I was on any other school, I would have played a lot. And that's the, the situation he has. Our team is pretty good, and it's hard to for these kids to crack the lineup if they were in another school or if they were a year younger or whatever. But, you know, it's hard. But, you know, it's a team, and, we, you know, everybody's ready when they need it to be, and um, that's how we go at it. But, you know, we, we the chemistry uh, is good. Um, camaraderie, everybody picks each other up. They have a good time. I always tell them four things. Play as hard as you can. Have as work. Play as hard as you can. Learn as much as you can. Have as much fun as you possibly can, and be the best teammate you can be. And if you do those four things, the fifth thing is you'll win. And go home dirty, and just be the best teammate. You can. <laughs> and you know. And the other thing too is that our freshman and JV coaches do a great job. And Lauren and I. Uh, have, are, are developing. And I even said to the other day, we're becoming friends. We're more than just coaches. We're becoming friends. And, you know, we do try to have fun, but between the lines, we're all business. And, you know, like today we played Riverdale and their coach was Brian Calvary, who was a great coach. He was my assistant for six years. And so it was, you know, we had a chemistry and it took a little while, but now Lauren and I are developing a very good chemistry where we feed off each other, her input and my input. And, you know, we we agree ninety nine percent of the time, and you know it's a great relationship. And I'm lucky; I am very lucky to have her. She's she's a great coach, and uh, you know, and this like our AD. I mean, that poor guy. You know, it, it it's a big school with lacrosse and golf and tennis and and baseball and softball and volleyball, and then you know he's got to schedule all everything and then you know we just keep adding more games because we're <laughs> lucky enough you know to keep playing i mean a quick joke right like uh, a couple of years ago we'd go through six dozen balls a year we'd play our field is located right on the ref we went through like six dozen balls a game because we never had home playoff games we never had home county games never had home state games uh, you know we play in the vote tech tournament, which is like, you know, Burlington tech and Sussex tech and Morris tech and Gloucester, you know, all the tech schools in New Jersey. So we, you know, so now we're having all these home games because we play. So like this year, we've probably gone through 10 balls already. We, we, hit so many in, we hit so many in the river. Every time somebody hits one, I'm yelling, you only six bucks. <laughs> Riley was up today. She hit three in a row in the river. I'm going to mother. You just, you want to give me cash? Or we got to run a cash? What are we doing? Here? Oh, too funny. Thanks, Coach, for highlighting uh, the girls. Like I said, you know, when we started this, that's one of our one of our goals is to give the notoriety to as many programs and players, really, as possible. So thank you for that. Um, our next little segment we like to do is called Rapid Fire. So we have, like, we each have a couple of quick questions to fire at you. Why don't we do, um, we'll go Coach Fiorenzo first, and then uh, Coach Mealy, you can answer. You want to start us off? Yeah, Kurt? guys, you, you're... Your colors are, is it black and yellow or black and gold? Vegas, Vegas gold. Okay, so (laughs) if you could only have one color like gear, like a sweatshirt, would you take the black, the gold, a gray, or a white? Coach uh, Fiorenzo, you're first. Oof, white. Coach, you're up. White. I'm not arguing with Lauren. Okay. (laughs) All right. 
your favorite gear between these three? Would you pick Nike, Under Armour, or Adidas? Ooh, that's tough, but uh, lately it's been Under Armour. Uh, we're in we're in Adidas school, so I gotta say Adidas. Okay, because <laughs> I'm wearing Under Armour right now. So if we want to come see you guys play, and we want to watch you in your home field, but then we want to go get some pizza, where would you guys send us in the area, Coach Fiorenzo? Ooh, Hackensack. There is a place right across the street that uh, I've had once or twice. But if we're doing Hackensack, I think Lido's. My buddy, I, I graduated high school and college with Steve Lonigan, who was the mayor of Agoda. He ran for governor. He ran for senator. He owns Lido's, and they make the best thin crust pizza. Mm-hmm. All right, we got, we're putting that down, <laughs> Coach. We're, we're putting that one down. And Steve, Steve, if you hear this, remember, you know, next time when we're out looking for sponsors. <laughs> That's it. Gonna need it to buy some new balls. That's it. Um, what, yeah. is, what is your favorite softball memory at Bergen Tech? Uh, for me, I guess I've only had two seasons, so Florida this year with the girls because you see them as not just players but as you know people too. Oh, very nice. How about you, Coach Mealy? Uh, 2019. Um, we, we beat Glen Rock, uh, in the first round of county tournament and we had to go to play IHA and Riley White, who I watched play on TV now. Um, my assistant coach at the time, Brian Calabrese's daughter was our pitcher and she threw the game, 10 innings shut out and she struck out one batter. And it was just like watching Greg Maddox pitch. I don't think she threw a fastball the whole game. And we made all the plays, uh, ground balls, pop. I mean, we just played. And the only way we could have ever beaten them was to go to the international tiebreaker because we couldn't get three hits in an inning and score a run off Riley White. And we do, and we go to the tiebreaker, and we have the runner on third base, and Gianna Sarlo hits a triple. And we win the game one nothing, and it's the biggest. I've been. <laughs> I was joking with a buddy of mine the other day. I was part of the two of the biggest upsets in county history. My high school team was ranked number one, and we lost to the sixteen with Bob Clapish, the sports writer. And we were the seventeen, and we beat a one. And that, it was a group. They were a great team. They, I mean, just to even go play. To go play at IHA is, is like going to Hollow Browns. It's like going to Lambeau Field or Yankee Stadium or Madison Square. I mean, it, it's the ultimate softball stadium facility, whatever. And to, to, to beat them, that, that that was it. And and being named head coach after three years as an assistant. Now we I really guess. like now we really like Coach because he mentioned Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden. We're big time Nick fans here, so uh, for you to say I, that. I, I was a kid. I used to take the bus over to Port Authority, run down 8th Avenue and see Clyde and Earl Monroe and Will Street. Oh, you got to come on and talk Nick with us one time. All right. And my last one, personal one for you. Just a little personal to see if you guys go. Coach Fiorenzo, your favorite baseball team? Yankees. Coach? Mets. Oh, so you guys, you keep saying how good you get along. This could be, this could be like the the chopping block here, Mets or Yankees. I mean, hey, we, we don't talk much baseball. I was gonna... hey, I, hey, I wish the Mets had the history the Yankees have. So, okay, 
All right, and my last one is if you guys could have a walk-up song, you're you're a player now, back in your playing days or current, your what would your walk-up song be? Mm. Yeah, rapid fire is the tough question. Sometimes. Yeah, I really <laughs> like. Um, it's an old, not old, but it was something when we were in high school. Either all of the lights or it's my time. Nice. And how about you, Coach Mealy? John Fogarty, Centerfield. There you oh, go. That's a good nice. one. Coaches, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Again, we know in season, especially how uh, how busy you guys are. You know how dedicated you are to your team, and really appreciate you taking the time to join us here. And um, we wish you much success. Uh, you know, as the season goes on, best of luck to you in all of your remaining games and those numerous tournaments that you guys are playing in. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, coaches. Good luck. Hey, uh, yes. Abby is. The can we watch this or or oh yeah, yeah. so it is uh, so there i will i'll actually email you the direct links coach when it's done so it's okay. right now we're live on facebook youtube and twitter but on all of those platforms you could always go back and see it as well but i will um you know what i'll email you the links directly um you know either tonight or tomorrow thank you so much no and thank problem. you for the exposure for our program and uh i hope you know we keep playing well and then we have a finish off what we started Awesome. And then you come on again. Absolutely. Celebrate we'll some championships. Show. <laughs> hey, be nice. Thank, Thank you, you so much. No problem. Good Thank luck. Thank you, Lauren. Of course. Okay. So we have um, Coach Lafferman uh, from Jersey Thunder in the um, waiting room as well. So okay, I'm going bring to her in. bring her in next. So let me get her in here and situated again good luck it would be nice to see them maybe oh yeah defeated. absolutely Hi, coach lafferman can you hear us okay yes i can how's it going good how are you thank you so much for joining us tonight Good to be here. All right, let me just officially introduce you. We are joined by Coach Lindsay Lafferman. She is here to talk a little bit about some summer lacrosse playing opportunities. She's the girls director of the Jersey Thunder Girls Lacrosse Club team, as well as the director of the Lax On um, leagues and clinics that she does as well. But we're not going to say too much about it because you're going to start us off. Yeah, my first question is <laughs> nice. First of all, thank, thank you again for joining us. Pleasure having you. And um, first question, the easy one. If you, we just want you to talk about both of your programs. Sure. So I'll talk about Jersey Thunder first. We're a club program um, based in the Montville area, but we have players from all over, um, which is great, you know, uh, just for kids to get to meet various players from so many different towns. Right now we cater to uh, kids um, grades six and up. We offer terrific recruiting support. Um, that's something that I think is really priceless. My co-directing partner, Mike Spinner, is just fantastic with our recruiting um, support. He really helps the kids just get a good idea as to how to find the best school for them and how to kind of navigate that field, which is really, I think, could be quite overwhelming for athletes. So, you know, we're really proud of what we're doing at Thunder. We um, really want to grow the game and, you know, give kids an opportunity to learn, have fun, um, you know, I, I love our staff. We have some great goalie coaches on staff, terrific field coaches, um, just from various different schools and, and experience levels. So it's just, it's a great place to be. We're currently looking for a few more players at Thunder as well. Um, so if there's any athletes out there looking to play this summer, you can always reach out on Instagram or email us. 
Um, but, you know, just a great opportunity for kids to continue to play. I think, you know, two days a week and tournament play is just a, a really nice way to continue to enjoy the game through the summer season. And you want to talk a little bit about Laxon as well? Yeah, so Laxon has been, um, it's been established since about 2014. It's crazy to think how long it's been now. So Laxon takes place on Mondays in the summer. It is a summer camp program for kids um, entering grades third through eighth grade in September. So it's an hour and a half clinic each week. Um, now that just, you know, great chance, just that, you know, I think there's value in, in for kids to learn from other coaches. I think that everybody has so much to teach and there's so many different ways to go about the game and so many, you know, the, just the game is so deep and there's so much to learn and it's a lot of fun. So I think, you know, Laxon gives kids an opportunity to just meet new coaches, get a stick in their hands and play as well. Um, and then what's really neat is that after the clinic ends, the young ones usually stay around to watch the college kids come on. So Laxon Summer League is for high school seniors and current college players or anybody post-college who still wants to compete. Um, we have players from Division One, Two, and Three club levels all coming out um, under the lights, fast pace, on the turf, lots of fun, great way for athletes who are playing in college or post-college who still want to stay in shape, keep their stick in their hands in the summer. Um, lots of fun officiated games. So, you know, that's that's really a highlight in the summer is, is to just sit back and enjoy some good lacrosse. And you could check that out at Central Park Turf and Morris Plains um, throughout the summer. You know, just to watch, you could see we have players from Rutgers and Liberty, Moravian, Montclair, FDU, Drew. So it's a really nice, diverse group. Um, and what's nice too is a lot of the kids recognize friends from whether they played with them in club or they played with them in high school. So often they reunite at Laxon, which is always fun. You know, you made such a great point, Lindsay, about the um, learning from other coaches. You know, it's funny because um, I, you know, coaching, I would even like go to, let's say, like when I was coaching field hockey to camp, like with my kids, right? And I always mm -hmm. had the option of coaching them while I was there, which I always declined because, not because I didn't want to coach them, but like if another coach could impart something on them in a way that like I couldn't, like I wanted them to be able to like hear it. So it's so nice to hear like another coach say that because I always kind of believe that myself, like let them get it from someone else. <laughs> if it, maybe yeah. it works better for them than when I'm giving them, you know, so, and take a little break from me, of course. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I really do like for my players to just hear from a different perspective. Sometimes it'll soak in differently and, you know, pick up new ideas or, and even just to learn from other players. I think that's the value of playing club is that you get to see kids outside of your own space, right? Mm -hmm. So you get to see like other players who have other ways of shooting and other, you know, little tech, you know, small things in their game that you can maybe pick up and, and kind of mimic after. And I think that there's a lot of value in branching out beyond your own rec, rec program or high school program. Um, and then, of course, to meet different coaches. I'm a big fan of that. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, how important you think it is for players to take advantage of out-of-season playing opportunities? Obviously, we kind of pinpointed on like a personal level, like for them individually, but even towards their high school team, you know, in, in that in that respect. Yeah, I think that, you know, at Jersey Thunder, we're really um, big fans of multi-sport athletes. So I love kids who play sports in the fall and, you know, 
if they're a basketball player, field hockey player, soccer, you name it, I support that. Um, I think by playing club, though, it does give you another opportunity, particularly if lacrosse is the area that you want to, you know, kind of take a step further and continue to play and grow. Um, I think playing club really gives players an opportunity to do just that. And, and what's nice is that the commitment in the summer, we practice two days a week, right? And four tournaments. So I think that it still allows you to practice maybe with your, your fall soccer team if they're having captain's practices and so forth. And it allows you to, you know, still have time with your family, but there's just so much value in getting out. And, you know, I think in club lacrosse too, I think players tend to feel a little bit less stress. You know, they're not really, you know, chasing for stats and, and worried about playing time. You know, I think that it does relieve pressure. And I think for a lot of players, they're really successful in that kind of environment. Um, and what's great, too, is that I've seen player, players through my time that didn't think they wanted to play in college. And then through playing in the club experience, they realized they don't want to be without it in the college world. So what's so nice is that they find the perfect fit for them academically. And then athletically, they're happy as can be. And I just think that that's just a great thing, right, for a player who may have felt like they really weren't sure which direction they were going. And by playing club and by, you know, taking advantage of other opportunities to play, they find themselves a great home for the next four years. I'm going to be a little Debbie Downer on this question. <laughs> Not Debbie Downer, but a tough question. I'm going to put you in, and, and obviously you're going to speak about lacrosse, but I, I want you to kind of answer this maybe overall for sports. When I mean overall, I don't mean like football because there really is no quote-unquote like club Love football, them. spring football, which, you know what though, there, there are on younger levels. So would you say, or are you worried a little that, and I don't mean like this year, I mean down the road, because you could see it, and you know, like when, I know when I played, it was like, okay, it was high school football, I'm sorry, high school baseball, high school basketball, then it was like, well, you know, then you play your summer ball, but it was like, you know, high school comes first, high school comes first, high school comes first. Are you a little worried that, and again, for lacrosse or in sports in general, that down the road, you could see kids kind of prioritize the summer and the club leagues over the high school and say, that's my first priority. So I might not even play, you know, lacrosse for the high school team. I'm going to concentrate on the club team and, and other sports. You know, we just had Bergen Tech softball. Could it be like that? Are you worried a little like that? Is there a chance that that could happen? You know, that's, that's a fair question. I, I don't think that's been a major issue that I've noticed in the lacrosse world. I've had players who have played club for Jersey Thunder and maybe they didn't play high schools because they didn't have a high school team, actually. Or maybe this, their experience at the high school team really wasn't what they expected. Um, I don't find kids are going towards club and skipping their high school program or, or vice versa necessarily. I don't know if that's the case in all sports. You know, I think that there are, you know, you know soccer clubs are quite big these days. Right. And I'm a soccer fan. I played myself. But um, in in lacrosse, I don't see that to be a, a huge issue. Um, my concern kind of along that line is I don't want players to drop all their other sports just to play lacrosse. I want my athletes playing multiple sports. We love um, that. And in Jersey yep. Fire, we <laughs> love that, right? Like we, our kids, we know that in the fall, they're busy playing other sports and, you know, we help them kind of handle that commitment with the way we set up our schedule. Um, I think that that's really great for athletes to just want to avoid the burnout, avoid too much stress on their body in certain ways by always using the same muscles and so forth. So I am a fan of multi-sport and, and I don't necessarily think 
club versus high school. I don't think one's taking over the other, fortunately, right now. So, Coach, one of the things that amazes me about lacrosse is how it is still an evolving sport, not only in its growth, right? I mean, we're still seeing, like, new – I mean, I feel like I open up well, – I was just going to say open up the newspaper. Holy flashback to the ah. night. No, you don't do that <laughs> I, anymore. Exactly. I open up the internet, and I feel like I see teams that I never knew had lacrosse teams. Like, oh, my gosh, they have a lacrosse team now, which I love that the great game is just continuing to grow. But it's also evolving still in its rules, which is, like – kind of um you know uncharacteristic there's some sports that really for example um i have a friend who lives in arizona and her daughter plays high school lacrosse there and they just started wearing helmets so i was wondering i wanted to kind of get your opinion on that because i know this is something you know when i was coaching i'm gonna be honest like i was i was anti-helmet you know i was even maybe a little anti-goggles i'm not gonna lie just out of the fear that it would actually make the sport a little more um rough right that like we have this like false sense of security now that we put this helmet on and i i say this because i think you and i are in agreement on this like you know you want to teach them to play the right way and that helmet is almost like you know now we're wielding wild sticks but i was just curious if you thought like do you see that like helmets coming down the pike do you think have you seen that elsewhere have you seen it at tournaments even it's funny i was just I, I'm in a lacrosse group that I, I saw a video posted of live game and all the players were wearing helmets. So I'm assuming it could be Arizona, but I'm assuming it was Florida. Okay. Um, somewhere where helmets are definitely being worn. I don't see it coming coming down the path. Um, I think it's going to continue to be choice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the most part because of U.S. lacrosse and I think their view on helmets. Um, and honestly, at this point, I think. It's really important to just continue to teach the game right and, mm-hmm. you know, keep um, really respect the rules of the game. I, I don't, I don't think, I may have saw one player this whole season wear a helmet in my spring season. Um, and if, if my players want to wear it, that's totally up to them. So I, I really do support it. Um, but I don't see the game going down that path. It's interesting that certain states, it's popping up. Yeah. Um, I just, uh... and it looks like I saw a picture. I, I glanced quickly. I was assuming it would maybe more, be more of like a soft helmet, like those old school, but it was not. It was like a uh, legit helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it no. seemed like, I have to go back, but it seemed like, have, uh, like the helmets you've seen, have yes. they been more of those like softer ones or? Uh, you know, they're, they're still pretty, pretty solid. And, okay. um, you know, it's definitely a transition because when we played, we didn't have the goggles that you said. Right, right. We didn't even have boundaries. I was right? just going to say, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a little older than you, but when we started, there were no boundaries. No out of bounds. No, <laughs> no training line, no boundaries. Right, right. Like, come back, you're a little too far. And then you got to keep the ball. It's not like you went, you had to turn it over. Like, you're just too far. Just come back in. <laughs> Dr. John Taylor Irvington, um, AD says my Irvington girls are looking for a summer program. Definitely awesome. want to keep playing this summer. Second year program and they love playing. I'll be in touch. Oh, awesome. Excellent. Dr. Yeah. John good job. is a very good friend of the show. So I think if you, help, I, if you guys need help getting in touch, I'll definitely yeah. put you in touch. Thank you. Just Cause... don't mention Russell Wilson to him with the Broncos. He'll freak out. So he'll freak he'll freak yeah. out. Um and Thunder we do we'll we'll be offering our camp this summer at Thunder and uh, we have some private trainers on staff and small group training. So definitely anybody, you know needs anything we can uh we can help out we have some great goalie coaches on staff i think goalies always need that tlc and you know that's something that i'm really proud of our goalie staff so reach out if you have any questions about that 
my last one for you, my um, last one for you is, you know, even, you know, since you are also, you also do the high school thing, whether you have some girls that play with the travel team, you coach against them, you might know some girls who are teammates. I think I, I'm not sure if I asked you this last time, but um, how is it like for you as a coach or, you know, or see your teammates where now we're teammates in the summer, but now we're playing against each other, you know, in the high yeah. school season. How is that for you? Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's funny. Earlier tonight, one of my club players texted me a picture and um, two local towns played each other. And I just love how they always remember to like take a cute picture all together after, Aww, because that's nice. ultimately it's about the relationships you make and a thunder. I think, you know, we always say we're a thunder family so it is so cool seeing our players on the opposite side and seeing them, you know, post on Instagram and great things happening. And it's really fun when the girls see each other at, at games. And, you know, I was at a coin toss the other day, hugging a player, you know, who played club for us a few years ago. And it's always really nice to run into kids. And um, that's why I love at Laxon is that I get to continue to see the girls, you know, they get to come back and play and, um, it's nice. It's a great way to keep up and, you know, continue to kind of follow along and support them. And um, that's the best thing about the game, you know, I think is that the relationships that are built. My last question for you, coach, is I'm going to get, I don't know if philosophical is the right word, but we have had the um, opportunity for the past two years to really highlight some like up and coming or relatively new like girls sports at the high school level right like there's been a huge growth in, in female wrestlers at the varsity level and now there's girls flag football and I know you are a mom of twin girls right so I was just you know as a coach as a mom um, you know how what how important is it for girls to just be involved in athletics ah. <laughs> Funny you say that because an hour ago I was at cheerleading with my little ones. <laughs> I, I can't say I thought I'd have little cheerleaders, but but you, you do know, have laxers also. <laughs> I do have laxers. I will be lacrosse. Um, I think it's so important. My kids played soccer in the fall. They tried basketball in the winter. We have lacrosse two days a week. I'm actually coaching uh, park lacrosse, the kid that use, which is a blast. And now they're trying cheerleading. And honestly, I just want them to try and experience different things and start to form opinions you know they're funny because on the lacrosse field they hold me accountable they say if i don't make it fun like they don't love it like they want to play games and they want to compete and so it's cool it's forcing me to kind of up my practice plan <laughs> but um i think it's really really important to try different things and and see what sticks and what you really like um so for for me as a mom i'm encouraging them to try different things and you know, it's uh, it's just so cool, you know, with little ones now, especially like with basketball, like that was really neat to see this winter. Even just like you said, learning from other coaches, like watching how the coaches ran some basketball drills and realizing how I could carry it over to lacrosse. And so it's, it's great. You know, if they want to try softball, I'll support that as long as it doesn't conflict with lacrosse nights. <laughs> uh, now it's, it's terrific to have exposure I think to multiple sports and it's just so much joy and at this point it's really social for them but I think that they're going to love to compete as we get older yeah and like you said they'll if they love it now you want to grow that love first right so that's awesome well you are a return guest coach so you know that we roll into a little rapid fire so we try we're making sure we have no repeat questions for you tonight <laughs> I hope my second one's not a repeat question 
I don't you know what I'm talking so. about? I don't think so. Yeah. All right, so my first one, and this is and this has been one of my favorite recently. I don't know why. I just asked one person. I'm like, every week now, I ask somebody. So you guys with the Jersey Thunder, you're black and orange, right? Those are your colors? Yep. Okay, so if you could only have, now we'll just talk like hoodie, sweatshirts. If you could only go one color, would you go black, orange, gray, or white? I would always pick black. Okay. You are talking to the apparel queen, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My, as I mentioned before, you're the mom of twins. So this is um, Jordan and Ryder. You have to say which one is. Ready? Who is okay. usually up first? In the, say it one more time. Who's usually up first in the morning? Jordan. Oh, and who's to bed last? Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the pickier eater? Rider. All right. <laughs> okay, my last. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it depends. You know what? It's probably Rider. I think Jordan's more adventurous. <laughs> I'm probably more pickier than both. Yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. My last one is we have now been trying to find something for the past two to three years. And when I, I mean a series to watch, right? We're just, we're just bad. The only yeah, thing we're bad. on TV is ESPN. Yeah, besides ESPN, <laughs> the only thing we did watch and we love is Cobra Kai. So we got to wait for that to come out season five. But besides that, I'm going to be honest, I don't watch any series. She might Hence want a little. So we're looking to watch something together. So can you give us something knowing, having a clue of like, I think they would like this. What do you think? Knowing us. All right. So, well, my my husband's been obsessed with Ted Lasso. So Chris would say Ted Lasso, Jen. And okay. Karen, you guys that? That's a good. We have discussed Ted Lasso yes. before. So, all right. Chris has been liking that. Okay. Um, we're really big Blacklist fans. Because like the mystery and like trying to solve things. Okay. So Blacklist has been the series that we've stuck with for since the beginning. Okay. It's a long investment though for you to go back on this now. So if you're going to do it, you just you got to be ready. <laughs> I mean, we did in. we did watch we did watch Cobra Kai one just straight one morning. We we so New we Year's, New Year's, New Year's morning. Yeah, New Year's. Spend your yeah. time doing something better. Uh, all right, and my last one for you is when are you, Chris, me and Kurt finally going to get together and go out? I know. <laughs> I know. It's been way too long. I miss our nights just hanging out, catching up. We'll have to do something this summer. Definitely, definitely. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. Again, uh, we had um, Burton Tech Softball on before, and it's in season. We know how yep. busy you are uh, yeah. in your family life as well. So we really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Always fun. Thank you, Coach. Have a good night. Say hi to Chris. I will. Take <laughs> care. Bye-bye. Okay. So that, uh, again, just, you know, this, the whole summer and that stuff is just blowing up where, again, like I said, when we were in high school real quick, like, you know, again, football, we didn't, we just did our off season workouts, but baseball, we had a little summer baseball, but it wasn't, you know, not like it is now, mm -hmm. you know, there was no traveling or it wasn't, you know, it was, you played on a team and you played a couple other towns, but there was no, you know, going to tournaments and it really wasn't like that. And it just it went to a whole nother level with a, a lot of different sports. So. No, no, definitely. It is, um, you know, as a high school coach and a club director, it's, it's hard because you, 
even as a high school, you want to provide those kids the opportunities not only to get better, but, you know, at that high school level to maybe have the recruiting opportunities. Because as Lindsay was saying, it is difficult to navigate and can be overwhelming. And you want to find those kids the right fit, right? And get them ready for that next level. Because those kids that are playing club, they want to do that, right? Most of them. Um, And some of them just want to be as good as they can be or just enjoy playing the sport, which is great too. As a high school coach, you also kind of get caught up in the, um, oh my gosh, if my kids aren't doing this, you know, we're behind the eight ball when the season starts because it has blown up so much and so many. And then you've got kids who are on teams that are all playing together in the off season as well. So right. it's become a, um, I don't want to say struggle, but, you know, you want your kids to play and be the best that they can be. And, you know, you want to provide for the kids who want to go to that next level. You also want to be competitive. So it's a very... It's it's really See, making that, it feel like almost the pressure of, oh, my God, I have to get my kids to play because everybody's playing. And if we don't, like, how are we going to compete? But getting to that, and, and again, I, I'd love to have, like, whether we have, like, one of the Campanellis on, Coach Sheridan, Coach Johnson, any of the Becton guys. Like, that's the one thing with football where it's like you don't have it. When I mean you don't have it, it's like, okay, when we coached, you know, I coached in St. Mary's, anything we did, like, you're just a St. Mary. There's no, okay, I'm going to go play football for, with the Rutherford kids. And some, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you are, you know, it's not like, okay, I'm a quarterback for St. Mary's, but I play receiver for the Rutherford. Right, right, like right. you don't have that. that. So right. it's like, that's your team. You mm-hmm. are, if you play football for four years, for, for four years, day in and day out, that is the only football team you know. And it's just a little different than like you're saying. You play basketball. Well, I'm on this AAU team. I'm on this summer team. You know, you're you're on a different sport. You're different positions. Um, yeah, it's you interesting when you think about you it. Actually, though. make a very interesting point where you just said with different positions because what can be interesting too is. Um, like again, I was a club director. My kids played club in multiple places, but I had kids who also played for me. But you might have a kid who then plays club somewhere else and maybe is playing a different position, and then they come back and for you, you're not going to play them there, and it could create. You yeah, know, like there's some interesting yeah. things that can then it could kind of. It happen, is. It, you know? It's just when you think about it, it's you know. Listen, Coach uh, Bergen Tech, they were just talking about how they said, okay, we're going to move this girl, put her make her center right, fielder. Right. Why? But now she's a center fielder right. because you know you were yeah. able to and do your, that. Your high school needs are going to be different than right. those club team needs. But when you're in football, you know, yeah. is that's it. You're right. the guard. You're the guard. I mean, you're not playing. Where, where are you showcasing yourself somewhere else? Right. You're not. Or showcase. You have to be the guard. Like you're saying, we need you as a guard. You're playing a guard. There's no, okay, in the summer, I'm going to play here. I mean, it, it, it's a little different when you think about it. And it's like day in and day out, that's all you have. Those are your teammates. That is your team. There's no, okay, I'm teaming with Rutherford. No, we don't team with Rutherford. You, you might have a clinic. You might do something like that. But you will never be a teammate of a kid from Rutherford. And it's it, it, when you when you think about it, and we're having this conversation, it's like a different world. But we always do say that for so many reasons that football does have its own, you know, sometimes just doesn't follow the same have some of the same things that other sports experience because of the nature of the sport, definitely. And Dr. John's coming in. My oldest daughter is 10 and plays goalie for her club oh, lax nice. team. She's good, but she plays with her friends, something I didn't expect. She and I are often by camp directors and those who uh, run clinics trying to get her to sign up. She says no because she wants to play with her friends. I'm glad she likes to play and would play year-round with her friends, but I didn't expect how she's essentially being recruited by other organizations wow. at 10. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting, Dr. John. So my niece went to St. Mary's Prep, um, and 
you know, she played basketball when she was younger, like third, fourth, fifth grade. And there were AAU coaches at those prep school, oh, yeah. Catholic school games recruiting for their, their AAU teams. Yeah, so it, it, it is. It's become like, again, you know, even that you're getting recruited. So interesting. Thank you for sharing that, yeah. Dr. John. Yep, that's happening as well. <laughs> um, but that was it. Yep. Three great guests, the two Bergen Tech yep. and, of Thank course, you, Lindsay Coach with the uh, Jersey Thunder. Great to have and good luck to them all this season. Thank that's you, it. everybody, for watching. See you guys next Tuesday. Have a good night, Dr. John.